to brothers of the word. Because brother, you need the word. Good morning. My name is Forrest J. Sapple. I am the father of Stephanie Lynn Sapple Brunner. <laughs> and I'm glad to be here. And I am excited about being here. I give praise and honor to God who is the head of my life and I honor Pastor Brunner in his absence. I was excited when he asked me if I were busy on the first Sunday. I pastored for 43 years and I was never out of the pulpit on the first Sunday. <laughs> Amen. Delighted to see Mrs. Browner, Mother Browner. Praise the Lord. If there is any nobility in the midst of this people, she is it. Woman with a very gracious heart. The Lord blesses us to be blessings. You know that, don't you? And if you're hoarding your blessings and you're not sharing them with anybody else, I can tell you they'll be cut off. That's the way God is. Well, I don't have a lot of time. So therefore, I'm limited in what I can say. <laughs> but thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Today, I want to talk to you for a few minutes from the topic, what different, what a difference a year makes. What a difference a year makes. Today being the first Sunday in 2009, I want you to try to go back and remember what you were doing on the first Sunday in 2008. And kind of make a summary of the time between 2008 and 2009 and see if you can come up with what difference mm-hmm. yeah. it is in 2009 than what it was in 2008. Yeah. Our scripture text come to us today from the Gospel of Luke, the second chapter. And the last verse of that chapter, verse 52, it reads, And Jesus 
increased in wisdom and in stature and stature and in favor with God and man. I read it again. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. And I have a follow-up text to that verse that I want to speak from. And it's found in the same Gospel of Luke, chapter 13, and verses 6 through 9. But my focus is going to be on verse 8. And he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year. Also, till I shall dig about it and dung it. Verse 9. And if it bear fruit well, and if not, then after that thou shalt cut it down. What a difference a year makes. It is common, it is a common experience to see a child you have not seen for months or maybe years. And then when you see it, you realize that there has been a change. Some difference has been made. The child has grown in stature, but that's about as far as you can go with that until you have some time with the child to determine if there has been growth in other areas. Will anybody be able to say of you, of me, or anyone else, a year from now, how you have grown. Oh, how you've grown. Is anyone, is anyone can tell a difference between who you are now and what you were a year ago? Now, you know, we all have been characterized. Whether you believe it or not, somebody has already sized you up. And it may not be according to what you think. And it's very rare that anyone thinks of us as we think of ourselves. <laughs> Amen. And let me just go ahead on and say this. If you don't think much of yourself, don't expect anybody else to think much of you either. Because it just won't happen. I have deducted from this thought, from these two thoughts, that there are some things, there's about four things we need to need to have a difference in. It needs to be noticeable. It just shouldn't be 
what you think it ought to be, but it should be noticeable to someone other than yourself. Four things that we need to do. Number one, we need to grow mentally. That's what it's all about. It's about growth. If you notice the text that we took from Luke 2, it says Jesus increased. That means that he went from one stage to another. He increased. First of all, he increased in knowledge. That means he increased in what he knew. You know, some of us think that, that, that not to know is accredited to us somehow for something noble. But ignorance does not excuse you, not from God's law, and it doesn't excuse you from man's law. You can drive down George Avenue 40, 50 miles an hour if you want to, and you can tell the officer when he stops you, well, I didn't know that speed limit. <laughs> Amen. You know what he's going to say? You should have known. There are some things that we should know. Not leave it to chance. So we need to grow mentally. We need to grow. We need to, we need to learn more. And one of the things we need to learn more about is the, about God's Word. You know, our children today learn rap. They learn all the slings of the street. But very, very few of them can quote verses from the Bible. So that, that, that tells me that it's something wrong. You see, learning begins with parents. Parents ship children off to school expecting the teachers to learn them. But let me tell you what, if your child leave home knowing nothing, he almost going to return back home knowing nothing. So we need to, we need to, we need to train them mentally at home. Paul tells us in Philippians that we should let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So now what kind of mind did Jesus have? Luke tells us in, 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 in Luke 2, 50, 2, 2 and 52 that he increased. That means he developed his mind. Wisdom represents knowing something. And then he grew in stature. That means that, 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 that his bodily structure kind of changed from one stage to another. Now, might I know that this verse comes to us after the birth of Christ. And then Joseph took him into Egypt and then brought him back to Nazareth. And he stayed in Nazareth from the time he was back from Egypt to Nazareth. And now we find him at age 12 in the temple. You see, today, when children get to that one year before teenagers, they become rebellious. Oh, y'all pray with me a minute here. I ain't going to be here long. Now, we got parents in here, and I know you know it. When your son or daughter gets around 12, just before they're 13, they think they know more than anybody in the world. But Jesus was obedient to his parents even at that age. They went 
where? They went to the skating rink. They went to the football game. They went fishing. They went camping. No, they went where? To the temple, which represents the church. And he was obedient, but now after they spent that time at church and was on their way back home, and a lot of parents, they, you find difficulty here too, because you may think your child is in the crowd, but do you know they are in the crowd? They thought Jesus was in the crowd, but when they come to find out, he had never left the temple. Amen. So we need to learn mentally. We need to learn how to quote scripture. We need to remember more about Jesus. We need to quote scripture. When he was tempted, he, he, do we know enough scripture to get us out of trouble? And do we know enough scripture to keep us out of trouble? That's an important fact to know. We need to understand more. All of this, this stuff that's coming out over the media is for, it could only be classified basically as entertainment. And then only somebody really benefited from it from those who are collecting the finances. Amen. If you are paying for it, they are benefiting. Amen. Now, now if they're paying you, then, then you are benefiting. But it, but, it's usually the other way around. You are paying them. The next thing we need to know, we need to grow physically. Some of us, when we reach a certain age, we just let our physical condition just go to wherever it's going. <laughs> we forget about it. We don't take care of it. But we have an admonition from the scripture to tell us to take care of these bodies. For we know what? This is the, the, the temple that houses the Holy Spirit. This should be equivalent to whatever physical beauty you can make it to be. You need to take care. Now, don't go overboard. I think some people go overboard with that attitude. But we need to keep this body in physical shape. All of us need to be healthier. For this is God's temple. We need to get proper rest. Yeah, some of us are al uh, uh, not alcoholics, but <laughs> workaholics. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> some of us have gotten to the place where where, 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 where physical exercise is too imposing. Yes. Amen. Amen. Uh, it takes a little out of us, but we still need to do it. In fact, we have an admonition that we should continue exercise. Now, Paul didn't put much value on it from a physical standpoint. He said physical exercise... Uh, 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 it, it doesn't profit a whole lot. He said, but we ought to have mental exercise that we may also increase in our spiritual exercise. That, that He goes on to tell Timothy, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed. In other words, we need to know what thus saith the Lord. And then, and then, and then we need to grow socially.
Some of us are just so out of it. I can make it all by myself. Do you know God didn't make us to be uh, 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 exclusive beings? Because when he saw Adam and saw Adam, everything had a mate but Adam, he kind of fixed that right quick. He said, it's not good for man to be alone. And he gave him a helpmate. So, so, so we, need, we, we were created to be social beings. In other words, we need each other. And especially in time like these, we need each other more and more every day. Paul gives us an admonition that we should not only be together socially, but we should pray for one another. We need to be kinder. I put the err on there. Some consider yourself to be kind, but it's limited. Kind. There means not to have no limits or don't place no limitation on your kindness. It's up, brother, let me tell you. It's all right to say I'm sorry. But when you say it, you got to mean it. What does that mean? That means that I'm not going to do it anymore. Sorry falls into the category of repentance. Repentance means not just confess you're wrong. Repentance means stop doing wrong. Can I get a witness in here? Amen. Amen. We need to make friends. The Bible says he that desires friends must show himself to be friendly. Amen. The wise preacher tells us in Proverbs 18:24, there is a friend that stick it closer than a brother. You think brotherly relationships are close, but there is a friend that is closer than a brother. Remember now, if you want friends, you must show yourself to be friendly. You must be willing to make friends. And not only that, we must also be kind to our enemies. Jesus, Jesus used a stronger word than what I just used. I said kind to our enemy. Jesus said, love your enemy. <laughs> of course, that's, you can't do that in your natural body. You can't do that with your natural self. You need Holy Ghost power. When Jesus said, if thy brother smite thee on thy left cheek, turn also to right. You need Holy Ghost power. Yeah. Amen. Because the natural inclination from the human side is that if you hit me, boy, I'm going to hit you back. You got to have Holy Ghost power to turn the other cheek. Amen. I'm talking to somebody in here now. Amen. We need to grow spiritually. We can only do that by letting the love of Christ that is shed abroad in our heart be exercised. Jesus loved every one of us. He loves you. In spite of your human condition, Jesus loves you. Now, for love to be affected, whether it be human or spiritual, it must be reciprocated. Amen. 
My beautiful wife who's with me here today, we have been together for 54 years. In fact, we have been married 54 years. We've been together much longer than that. But you see, for love, love is an action word. You've got to go beyond saying it. You've got to do something. In other words, you can't you can't uh, uh, prove to anyone you love them just by saying it. You got to prove. You can only prove it by doing something. Well, so Jesus said He loves us. How did He prove it? He did something. He died. Amen. So to prove to anyone that you say you love them, you must what? You must do something. Peter tells us in First Peter, Second uh, Peter, five. Through one, five through seven, he tells us how to do this, how to how to grow spiritually. He says that 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 there are some things we have to uh, cut loose. We have to change our faith. We must find its expression in character. Faith must find its expression in character. We must. We must, we must, we must, because character demands us to know. We must know what is right and we must know what is wrong. Notice that faith in the heart is the character of the person that, that, that has it. Faith doesn't automatically give us, give us knowledge, but we must have to practice We've heard, you've heard that saying that practice makes perfect. As I come, I hasten to a close. At the end of this year, will God be able to say to us, Oh, how, uh, oh, what a difference a year make. Or, oh, how you have grown. Many parents make a mark on the wall. To give an to indicate how much that child have grown in a year. They measure them at the end of the year to see if they have advanced above that line which they have made the mark. And I wonder if where we were last year at this time are we Maintaining the mark, have we went beyond the mark, or have we decreased? <laughs> it's not a natural thing that we decrease in growth, but I was listening to a program on radio, and they were saying <laughs> that black women are getting shorter. They are not as tall as they used to be. That means that they are decreasing in height. I wonder if God were to measure us today, what would the mark indicate? Would it indicate that we have grown? Or would it, have, would it indicate that we have decreased? Well, let me close by going to that last text of Scripture that I read to you, what he said, where he said, let it alone this year. Yes. Let me 
dig around it and let me fertilize it and let me do something with it and 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 and, and if not in a year and if it ha- if it doesn't bear fruit next year mm-hmm. cut it down yeah. well if god looked at us that way and jesus is the one that's telling this parable and he tells it because there were those in the group that represented a, a, a tree that has been planted. He was speaking to the Jews because God had put the Jews on this planet or in this world that they may produce some fruit. John tells us in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 10 that the axe is laid to the root of the tree. That means a tree that is fruitless, a tree that don't bear no fruit, don't have no place in the orchard. Jesus said that this man had, a certain man had planted a vineyard and he had planted a tree in a certain place in the vineyard and he had come three years expecting to find fruit. But in those three years he didn't find none. So he said to the gardener, the keeper of the garden, cut it down. Why let it occupy? Why let it compost the ground? Why is it standing here in this place, taking up space, getting nourishment from the ground, and it's not producing anything? Oh my goodness! How, it, that's, that, 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 that casts a, 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 a mighty large shadow over the church. Because we got people who sits in the pew Sunday after Sunday. But, 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 but their lives are no different from one Sunday to the next Sunday. They, 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 they get away from their weekly activity to, to come and act spiritual on Sunday. And then get right up from the pew, from the worship service, and go and, and start to engage in, in that which they had been doing all along. But you see, God didn't save us for that purpose. He saved us that we may be an instrument for His glory. Paul tells us that we are His ambassador. That means that we're supposed to represent Him and not ourselves. We should be out producing fruit. Now, what kind of fruit is expected? He, put, he expects us to produce a fruit that is going to bring him glory and not us. When Jesus was coming back from the Mount of Olivets on his way back to Jerusalem for the last time, he came upon a fig tree that looked like it had fruit. Come on, y'all. You see, I, I, I'm used to getting some talk back. Amen. I, I, I need some witnesses in here. He was expected the tree to have fruit because it looked like it. I wonder how many of you sitting up in here looking like. But upon close investigation, he didn't find no fruit. So what did he do? What did he say to the, say, say, since I find no fruit on you, you have disappointed me in my expectation. He says, from henceforth and forever, you will bear no more fruit. John said that the axe is laid to the root of the tree. That means he, he didn't just cut it off where it may sprout again. He cut it off at the root. When you cut something off at the root, you kill it. 
and, and now, from that point of view, it cannot bear any more fuel. So now, what I want to say to you today. Today, you need the word, brother. Brother, you, you, you need the word. So I'm closing now. <laughs> and my closing is, let it alone. Let it alone this year. My prayer is, as it was with Jesus, this prayer, this admonition represents Jesus speaking to his heavenly Father who planted the tree. And Jesus represents the gardener. He said, leave it alone this year. Now, you see, that, 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 that didn't give, that, 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 didn't, that didn't outline 50 years from now. This year means from now until this time, next year. Well, I, I'm sure Pastor Brunner and I and the rest of these ministers here are praying for you. Don't cut it down this year. Leave it alone and let us tend it a little while. Maybe somebody here this morning needs a, need a little fertilizing. Amen. You know if you've got a plant in your garden or in your shrub that don't seem to be thriving, well, just put a little fertilizer around it and it'll perk up. It'll get greener. It'll look better. You understand? Maybe some of you need some fertilizer. Leave it alone. Now, and then, and then he said, let me dig around it. That means that you got to shake up the territories where you are. Yeah. Digging around means you got to break up the ground. Yeah. And when you break up the ground, you get all the weeds, the unwanted grass. Yeah. And I'm sure that beside me, that is, somebody here got some stuff in your life that don't need to be there. Yeah. It, it, it need a little digging around. And he says, and if you come next year and it don't bear no fruit, if it hadn't done any better with me tending to it and doing these things to it, then you come next year and it ain't got no fruit. Then cut it down. What a difference a year makes. Only the one going to know the difference that counts is you. Yes, we have our evaluation of whether or not there has been a change. It doesn't matter, really, what we think. It's what God thinks, and most of all, what you think of yourself. If you have not made a difference that you can see, then it's time for you to make one. I have an analogy that says that if you're doing something and you don't get the kind of results that you desire. Hear me now. Whatever it is, Mark, if it's you playing the music, and if that music ain't turned out the way you want it, according to your plan, you know what? You got to start playing another way. <laughs> because if you keep on playing that way, the music going to keep on coming out that way. If you live in your life a certain way and ain't nothing changing, that means that if you keep on living that way, you're going to keep on getting that result. If you want a different result, then you start doing something different. Difference, that's what difference means. Not like before. 
Come on, y'all. <laughs> Amen. Let us have a word. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the privilege and opportunity. We pray by the option of the Holy Spirit. We have spoken to a heart that needed to hear from you. We pray that they won't just be hearers only, but be doers of the word. For your word said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And by this will all men know that you are my disciple. If you do whatsoever, I have commanded you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The sent message number 6280 by Forrest J. Sappho. To hear other messages or to send this message number 6280 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com or theonlineword.com. This has been message number 6280, What a Difference a Year Makes. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.